well, well, welcome back to another episode. Chandler. Lauren. Pop Apologist. It's our podcast. It's our podcast. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Um, We have been trying to record this episode for days, trying to find a time, you know, trying to reconcile our two busy schedules. And I'm just so glad to finally be here with you, making it work. Yes, it's great. Sorry, you guys, if the audio quality is not really where it should be this episode. We're erring on the side of getting it out on time, then excellent audio quality. Mm-hmm. Also, last week's audio, Chan, did you listen back? Uh, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been extremely busy. Would you actually listen to this podcast if you did not co-host it? <laughs> of course I would. Of course I would. Mm-hmm. We. I don't know if you all could tell, but we were sharing – one mic so we would pass it like back and forth and you could hear every time when we passed it back we and passed forth it. And, yeah oh, it was pretty no. bad well I think one of the reasons why I didn't listen to last week's episode was because I didn't feel like it was my finest work frankly like I wasn't super happy with my performance after so sometimes when that happens it's better for my um <laughs> mental health if I don't listen okay Lauren stop trying to trigger me you are so self-critical it makes me sad I mean, isn't everyone? like? I think we all are in different ways. I am just as self-critical, but the, the it's the flip for me. Like I'm like, okay, shut up. No one cares. Like stop talking. Mm. Like mm. it's mm. not like – I think sometimes you get to a space of like I didn't voice my – you know, you weren't like um, Ariel finding her voice and like making yeah. a miracle. And for me, it's the opposite. Like I'm just too loud, too annoying, and I say too many, too many things, honestly. I feel like it's always my issue. Well, here I go having my issue. I just feel like I I have moments where I'm really articulate and then plenty of more moments where I'm not articulate. And that is probably me just being self-critical. But I I can't stand to hear myself like fumbling around for the words. Mm. So that's like that. I really get down on myself about that. But I think you're almost always incredibly articulate, which like is such a skill. See- that's not how I feel when I listen back, but I do think that it just goes to show everyone's the most critical of themselves. Right, right. You know? Oh my gosh. Well, let's, let's you know, let's get on to happier subjects. Let's. Did you enjoy the episode with Courtney? Did you enjoy recording with Courtney? Do you hate Courtney? How do you, what are your real thoughts about Courtney? <laughs> I loved having Courtney on. I think she's always a great addition when we can nap her. Mm-hmm. Um, should we talk about... The fact that we are actually seeing Courtney again shortly. <sighs> the blessings that have been brought into our life via Courtney. Via knowing Courtney as our sister and her friends who have befriended us. Via Courtney. This mm. is really a gift bestowed upon us by most of all right. Angie. Right. So there is a very exciting trip to Mexico that Angie is hosting for her birthday. Mm-hmm. And Courtney was invited, of course. We got a little ring-a-ding-ding that mm-hmm. potentially we could be invited. Um, <sighs> I almost peed my pants. Do you like, remember where you are when you got the news? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, more so than when I got engaged, more so mm-hmm. than, same. you know, yeah, same. I haven't even been engaged, but I already know <laughs> this moment will eclipse it. Anyway, it was very, very exciting. And so we got um, – We did get the text. We did get invited to Angie's birthday party in Mexico next weekend. So I am jumping on a flight to New York on Friday, and then we're going to head to Mexico on 
Sunday. On Sunday. And then we'll be there for most so, of the week with everyone. another beach vacation. <laughs> yes. If I wasn't nauseating enough, I guess it's just going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse before it gets better, everybody. And yeah. that's all I have to tell you. Um, Yeah. Do we reveal who's going on the trip or no? I mean, I think we can say that um, that it just so happens. Like, right. Boy. I'm, like, worried that something's going to fall through and that I will, like – I don't get know. I'm worried that I'm, gonna, that I'm going to jinx it. No, I'm not going to get disinvited. <laughs> You're going to get disinvited, Miss Miss. You know, I'm comfortable with anybody hating me. Um, no, but I'm I'm worried that I'm going to jinx it. But maybe we'll just like give a little teaser, and then once we're like on the ground, we can say. Um, how would you like to tease this? I would just tease it by saying that obviously Angie was on is on this season, and some of her cast members. Are going to be joining us. Correct. Correct. Um, potentially, definitely, I believe two of them. Um, right. So it's very exciting. I'm, and I mean, ultimately, she sent the itinerary, and it's like I texted back. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to re-enter mortal life after this trip. Like, this is going to be, like, I'm going to be Icarus flying too close to the sun. Like, I don't oh, know yeah. that I will ever. Henceforth, vacations are ruined for me. Completely right. ruined, completely tarnished. Um, you know, so there's that that I'm, like, struggling with. Also, like, you know, it's just going to be such an amazing trip. I had to, like, literally call my boss because I just took all that time for Hawaii, right? Right. And I literally just had to call the people, you know, that I I work with in a professional sense. And I just had to tell them that this was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Oh, a hundred percent. Once you in know. a lifetime. Once in like many lifetime opportunity. Right. right. So needless to say, we're very excited uh, about this impromptu getaway. We are. I. It's so funny too, because you didn't know if you could go. And so I t- mm-hmm. like kind of told Kagan, would you want to come? Um, he was like, yes. And then you could go. And it was very sad for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kagan now hates me essentially, but I don't feel bad about it. Um, no, I'm taking it, on a Lauren persona here. Yes, exactly. It's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. I'm super excited to celebrate Angie's birthday and just be mm-hmm. in the sun again and eat some delicious Mexican food, you know, have that Cabo sun on my skin. So right. anyway, you guys, um, we do have a Patreon coming out this Friday. Link in the show notes. This is going to be a very good Patreon. That's all I have to say. I wow. have a lot to report to you I'm that I so cannot – that has to be behind a paywall, has to be a very small audience. Okay. Um, I also much, have some things. Much to discuss. I also have some, yeah. I also have a few things to discuss about some upcoming things for me and, yeah, things that I'm, like, not totally ready to have the, the masses hear about, but definitely the Patreonies. Okay. So if you're interested – Link is in the show notes for the Patreon. That'll come out this Friday. And then the next time we have a regular episode come out next week, we're going to be recording from sunny Cabo San Lucas. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, let's get on to today's topics. Shall we, Jan? Right. We shall. Let's go. The first stop um, on this train that's going off the tracks is um, is a pretty unpleasant stop. Correct. but. Basically, Lauren told me that I needed to watch this 2020. Both Lauren and my mom, I guess, are people who watch 2020 regularly, um, which is 
which is something. I, I'm like, how did you even? I don't cable? actually watch 2020 regularly. I watch YouTube a lot, and I okay. I, I got onto it. I watched. I watched it via YouTube, and then I couldn't find. Anyway, the YouTube videos were messed up. I had sure. to find the full thing on 2020. So mm-hmm. first of all, do not shame me for sending you the full link in its entirety. Well, look, I'm glad you did because this case has been has gripped me for the past 48 hours, basically since I first. Like, since I set eyes on Diane Sawyer interviewing the Turpin sisters. I mean, is it not the most riveting piece of television? Like, well, yes. Glued. Absolute, glued, absolutely riveting. I think what's interesting is that I would have seen this headline in Daily Mail. And unfortunately, I think I've become so desensitized by the world we live in that I think I would have honestly, like, read it and, like, that's crazy. Scroll. You know, what's new with Tristan Thompson? Scroll. Right. So right. to me, like, I actually feel like I'd seen this headline, but I was just like, oh, this is just like some other, like, s- s- I just feel like I've, I guess what I'm trying to say. I think is I that, get it. It's like, you just, yeah. pa- you would have, pa- you I didn't think I, realize that it really needed to be paid attention I to. Think I, I think I would have passed over it. And I think the story is a little bit older. Like, this didn't just happen. This happened years, or like the, you know. No, but the, the 2020 the is were new. caught. The 2020 is new, but the case itself is like, you know, was broken Correct. Like three years ago or so. So anyway, all that is to say that I I have learned to thank for bringing this case to my attention. Yep. Amongst many things. But let's dig mm-hmm. into this case because truly it is so good, um, you guys. And so good. By so good, I mean so bad. So David Allen Turpin and Louise Anna Turpin were the parents of mm-hmm. 13 children. Who and they were extremely religious. They were Pentecostal Christians. Um, they produced ten children, ten daughters, and three sons between 1988 and 2015. And yep. they, I mean, just they were severely abusing all of their children. Yes, all thirteen children were basically abused from the get go. Like I, I feel like after watching this, I don't even know that there was ever a real normal part of their lives. It doesn't make any sense that given how neglectful these parents were and and on purpose, not just neglectful, but on purpose abusive, that sh- this mother was a- able to even like rear a toddler and like and like mm-hmm. get a baby fed enough to survive right. into adult into you know growing up. So anyway, um so some of their crimes included um and like the nature of the abuse was the kids were not allowed to shower except for once a year. So they were essentially like caked in filth at all times. Right. right. They also could never leave their home. Like they had like Mm -hmm. once a year family outings basically where they like took what looked like very staged photographs. Right. Um, So it seemed – family members. Yeah. Yeah. So it seemed like to people on Facebook um, that they were a normal family. Mm -hmm. But no, they stayed inside at all times. Um, the parents would chain the kids to their beds for like weeks at a time. And the kids mm-hmm. would like, I mean, tr- major trigger warning, you guys, like if, if any sort of like child abuse is too much for you, please stop listening. Um, and with that said, they would, you know, have bodily functions in those beds mm-hmm. and not, you know, it's, it, it was it, so extreme um, they would only allow them to eat once per day, but they were never given enough food. 
the mom was an extreme hoarder. So Mm -hmm. the house was filled with items. Um, Well, and and not only would she like, not only would she hoard trash, but she would buy new kids, toys, kids, clothing, kids, things and hoard it for herself. She did not ever give her kids any of the toys. Like, in fact, the kids were severely abused and punished if they ever touched mother's toys. Yes. And, and, you know, David and Louise, the parents were very overweight, but all the Mm -hmm. kids were extremely malnourished. So eventually when they were, you know, the police raided the house essentially, which is kind of the whole story of the 2020 documentary, um, the 29 year old weighed 82 pounds. So they had a 33 year old son Mm -hmm. And a 29-year-old daughter. So, you know, there were many people over 18 in the house. They all looked under 18 because they were looked so young because of the malnourishment. The 11-year-old child had the arm circumference equivalent to that of a four-month-old baby. Oh, my gosh. Um, and they they had no access to technology or they had very, very limited access to technology, excuse me. So they – and they had never been socialized. So they've just basically been with each other. It's fascinating so, and so disturbing. I want to give a little bit of context into how the documentary actually plays out because it is gripping from the first moment you watch right. it. Because basically it opens up with security camera footage of a nearby neighbor catching the daughter who escapes, slipping out of the house and running on like this like re- very normal residential looking street. The nearby neighbor's like camera, not the nearby right, neighbor like, catching the girl, but like just like their foot, their, their yeah, the nearby footage. neighbor's like security camera, yeah. um, and 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 so it it starts with that, and then basically you know it goes into then the body cam footage of the office, like it will then when you hear the nine one one call, and and this whole time like the the way that she speaks and like the cadence is like is so jarring and just honestly so abnormal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was one of the most shocking elements to me was was just the tone and cadence that just really underscored how they had not been socialized at all. How they basically not spent like they just spent all this time by themselves or like with each other who and they barely knew how to read or they anything. Have a very strong like accent essentially. Yeah, um, it's like because a, like they a, don't speak normally. And I don't know what it's from. It's like a kid-like accent where they don't pronounce words correctly. Like it's just literally like when you're not around people, when yeah. you don't hear the correct way that you speak and the correct way to use certain words, or not even like their usage is wrong, but the correct correct way to pronounce them. Right. Like it, it's it's really crazy and sad. So sad. And she's like thirty. Oh uh, no, I think she was the girl who slipped out was seventeen. Sorry, yes, was seventeen, but also, I mean, the thirty-year-old, I think, is a, oh, in the interview, they both, yeah, the, they both, honestly, they both have the same type of cadence issues, right, right. So, like, one of the examples is, you know, when so this seventeen-year-old girl is like completely terrified, obviously, um, and slips out. She makes it down like a few streets. She's what was so crazy. She says, "I was walking on the." road because I didn't know what a sidewalk was. I didn't know you were supposed to walk on the sidewalk. Like that's how isolated mm-hmm. these kids were um, and removed from like the outside world. And the officer says, are you injured? And she says, what is – or he says, do you have any injuries? And she says, what are injuries? 
And I think like, too, and then and then he also says, "Do you take any medication?" And she said, "What's medication?" Exactly, exactly. Like the parent. Like, what's interesting? She said the parents didn't spend any time with them other than to basically like, as wardens of the prison, like dole out punishments or you know, I guess whatever. But the there was no actual like interaction. So there's so much. I think that they just didn't. Right. Like, they, like I don't even know how the they learn to speak. It's wild. Right. Yeah. The gaps are so intense and so scary. Um mm-hmm. and 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 basically the the how they were able to escape is that they somehow had a cell phone. Um and yeah, the, they don't I don't think it had data how that was possible. What here's my theory. My theory is that she had a cell phone that that was basically like, you know, an eye touch at that point. Like it didn't have cellular, it didn't have calling. But it had – you could call 911 on it, I think, which I think you can still do if you have, like, any type of, like, device, I think. I'm not sure. Maybe I, I don't, maybe just Wi-Fi you could call with 911. I'm not – but they, like, literally learned how to call 911 because they'd seen the show Cops. Like, they had no right. other, like – they did not understand the way, that, like, that worked at all. Yeah, there's – so, like, very much later, there's somehow – they get some access to technology. And what's interesting is I watched another interview with the daughter and she says that it was through watching videos of Justin Bieber. Like she fell in love with Justin Bieber and like it was through watching his music videos that she realized that there was like a world outside this prison that her, mm-hmm. her parents had put them in, which is super mm-hmm. interesting. Like, right, right. Like she's like people that seemed happy and like, like exposure essentially to normal, happy outside life. Yeah. 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 So <sighs> she, so. It's so dark. I'll, I'll link to the actual documentary on the stories. Um, but it is just I mean, absolutely riveting. I will just say, like, I think we hear her story and her other sister's story. And then you just think, oh my gosh, there's like 11 more kids. Yeah, 11 more kids. And what's crazy is and and super sad is like they're essentially rescued from their situation by this by this one daughter's courage um, and ingenuity to escape, to call 911, even though she basically barely knows what the police are. And um, and they're put into foster care, a lot of them, most of them, because a lot of them are under 18. And then they are like, there's one house where they continue to get abused. And right. it's just like so sad. And none of them have any life skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is like one of my major issues with like cults like the FLDS. It's like when your religion is to the point where n- now you're depriving your children of developing life skills that will allow them to lead successful independent lives as adults that now like there's too much religious freedom and right in that way these these kids have no knowledge or ability of how to be you know self-sufficient adults and it's just it's really crazy you guys you have to watch it yeah yeah it's absolutely like a must watch and just like I don't know. It certainly gave me a moment where I was like, wow, I have it so good. Like a a stupid, simple moment of gratitude that like everybody should have at least like three times a day when you see something like this. I had kind of a rough weekend and it just, yeah, it's like nothing I'm going through even can compare to the the everyday hell that many people endure. And yeah, sorry, another, I've got two more things to say. One more thing is that apparently like some neighbors knew something was amiss. And I just think that like, 
I I think that like I can have a tendency to look the other way or not. I mean, hopefully not if true crime is happening, but like, I think that I'm not like a a confrontational person at all. And I think that Mm -hmm. like I'm conflict avoidant. And I think that like, I just can't, I just know that like so many of those people exist. And like, if you, if you feel like something is wrong, like, and, and you, I feel like if you have that gut feeling that something is wrong, if they're somehow like 13 children living in a home, I, I, if you feel like something is wrong, like maybe you should say something like airport rules or whatever. If you see something, right. say something. And right. like, I think there are moments, you know, when you should hold back. And then there, I think there are also like, trust your gut. And like, I, it's so, I guess it's just so hard for me to think that maybe people knew something was amiss and it still just like totally went unchecked because all it literally took was a, you know, it was literally like by the, the girl called 911 at, you know, like 5 a.m. or something. And by 7 a.m. or 7.30, they had freed all the kids. Like the, they had well, just gone the to do a- the parents were arrested, yeah. Right. The parents were arrested, but they had just gone to do a standard welfare check. And the parents right. were just like caught off guard by it. And so they just like, you know. And well, what's yeah. interesting is like, so I don't want to like give it away because it is really like riveting to watch. Um but one of the – so I won't give away like how it all unfolds, but one of the neighbors, he um, he says that he saw that like at 3 in the morning sometimes the lights would be on upstairs and all the kids would be like walking in a circle for hours. Like how spooky oh is gosh, that? Oh my gosh, it's so dark. It's like so dark. Tor- these parents were torturing their children. Right, right, right. So anyway, um, highly, highly recommend this documentary – so good. I don't know why you have such an aversion to 2020 um, because really they're delivering very well, high quality content and exposing. And my side us. note, additionally, on a much lighter side note, is that I'm obsessed with Diane Sawyer. Like mm-hmm. I'd like a painting of her in my house. I'd like to pray to her every night um, and pray also that she <laughs> never gets canceled. That's one of my prayers to right. her. Hopefully I'd like to Epstein's Black Book. Right. I'd like her to open up her very own therapy services exclusively for my use. I think she has one of the most compassionate tones of voice I've ever heard. And I mean, I don't know. I just feel like she's a woman who who cares about the truth and helping people. Basically, all that I'm deducing this from is the fact that she's dressed very simply in this interview. Like she doesn't really care about her own style. I don't even know if she's wearing like a stitch of makeup. She's just literally wearing like a black casual lounge set and some slippers, which to me makes me think that, wow, she really doesn't care about herself in this situation. She only cares about getting the truth. That's the thing. Diane Sawyer is a woman of refined, understated elegance, Mm -hmm. simplicity, sophistication. I mean, she's just, and you're right. Like her voice itself (sighs) Is like she is weeping for you, and the question, and the the questions she asks, and the focus that her Ugh. eyes take as she looks at you, she's pouring like almost like a maternal kind of empathy. Yes, yes. toward you, it's yes. stunning. Right, like I think there's some people who belong in like like mom hall of fames or like mom. I don't know, like. People who I, like, fantasize about, like, what they're like as a mom. Not that we don't have an amazing mother, because we do. But I'm like, I wonder what Diane Sawyer would be like as a mom. Also, like, Yolanda Hadid's one of those. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, I will say, there's something about, like, her very 90s aesthetic. Like, it's very much Mm -hmm. like a Calvin Klein 90s understated, like, subdued businesswoman. Chic Bob. Yeah. She's just, like, she's not trying to take any of the spotlight that's what i'm saying that's why she's one of the world's finest 
Yeah. Okay. But but while she's doing that, while she's trying to be so subdued, she is radiating beauty and warmth as reliably and consistently as the sun. Oh. Okay. I could not have said it better myself. Like I just, I don't know. I just feel like when I when I think about I totally agree with you here. When I when I get to the pearly gates, I hope Diane Sawyer is waiting to usher me into heaven. <laughs> like no offense to God, I just need her comforting presence as I make my journey into the next world. Amen. Anyway, just a few thoughts about Diane. Right. Well, our next uh, character, our next subject matter is a, quite the Ooh, fall from grace. I guess we're doing a quick, quick yeah. left turn. What's the what, Sharp what's left next? to somebody um, who I think has essentially none of Diane Sawyer's characteristics. If there was a Venn diagram between Tristan Thompson and, Di- and Diane Sawyer, um, it, you know, it wouldn't exist. That Venn diagram doesn't exist. No, exactly. Um, okay. It's just two circles. They don't intersect. Right, right. It's just two circles. Tristan Thompson will soon be the father of three everybody. The news broke this weekend or this, you know, the past few days. Um, So obviously he has true with Kourtney Kardashian, or sorry, excuse me, he's true <laughs> with Chloe Kardashian. And he also has a son with somebody else. I don't exactly know the other person. Um, But it has been revealed that he will now become the father of a boy um, with a woman, a per- Texas personal trainer named Marlene Nichols. Um, so that news broke. Lauren? Yes. Thoughts? Um, there's nothing new to say here almost because we all know right. who Tristan was. Cheated right. multiple times, two different baby mamas, now a third. I mean, history repeats itself. It's not that interesting. One of the interesting things about this story though is his uh, the mother um, of his, you know, nascent child or his mm-hmm. um, child in the womb initially did not want to reveal his identity and in the court papers did not use his first name only used his last name so this is not a woman who is clout chasing in my opinion this person is keeping a very low profile and the thing that i really don't like and i guess this is probably just the smart thing to do but he ordered for genetic testing to confirm yeah. that he was yeah. the father and there's just something like kind of gross about that like i get that get it that it has to be done but like but really like if a woman says hey you're the father for sure like can't you just get it get the baby genetically tested when it's born yeah the um in utero genetic testing i don't know but is it is it better if it happens like before the baby's born is there something different about it i mean it's always a sad dark situation I'm sure it's necessary. Um, the thing I don't like is that it's just – it's clearly he's trying to abdicate responsibility. And we all right. know that, you know, I'm not a fan when a man wants to abdicate responsibility Absolutely to Absolutely not. Yeah. No. So, yeah, I completely agree with you that this is not unexpected. And I, I, I'm at a loss for words, I guess, because I, I'm i like, he must have some type of like, you know – trouble understanding or realizing the consequences or mechanics of sex (laughs) i'm or you know i I just wonder like or is he just like this total schmuck that you can get like an nba baby out of which you like review because you think that you know she's trying to keep a low profile i don't know maybe him and this texas personal trainer were like meant to be together and i'm just being a total cynic but i like i really where what i come back to is that i don't even feel meant to be together he's not trying to be with her at all 
He's I don't know. To, maybe like, they had tried to deny it. Some, well, what I'm saying is that maybe they had some, you know, amazing romance. Mm. I, I guess you know. But maybe Chloe there was and him some... have been officially like above the board, above record um, together. Right, but they've but all but off and on again. Oh right, like, right for the right. past year. So I'm just saying, I don't even feel sad for Chloe at this point because this man has constantly shown us so many times like who he is. You know, there's a great quote that goes around on Instagram and it's like, <laughs> when people show you who they are, believe them, okay? And when Tristan Thompson shows you who he is, believe him, okay? Believe yes. him. Um, dear Maya Angelou, um, it's it's so true. And I think that it's a bad example. I mean, I don't want to be here like blaming Chloe whatsoever, but I do think as women, we have to be smart. And it's not smart to just take someone back time and time again. Do I think people can change? Do I think if you have kids with someone and, you know, something happens and you want to repair and move on? Like I'm not – I'm not judging in that way, but I do think that multiple offenses – That's what I'm saying. You got to kick kick them to the curb. It's the repeated offenses where I am like, I don't know that this actually does a lot of good to your daughter to show you like I'll just, you know, keep taking him back after time in and – time out. I'll just say that yeah, I don't think that I don't think that it shows true Chloe's strength to like stay within a, a consistently unfaithful man. I think that actually does more damage. Um that Absolutely. is just my yeah, you know, that's just my humble rent single renter never been a mother opinion, but take it for what it's worth. I also think like I mean, just Chloe, you got a ton of money in the bank. You got a you're young. You got your whole life in front of you. Like she, Chloe is what forty. Like mm-hmm. I honestly don't know why she has tried to stick it out so much with him. I, know. Um, I don't know if she wants like another kid with him or something. Yeah, she's got to give that up because it's just not worth it. And Chloe right. could find someone who you know truly loves her. And I don't know. It's just like why? Why do the Kardashians date like the most awful men? Like they have the worst taste in men. They what? What is with the? It's like they have to date famous people. They have to date athletes. Right. Like they have to date guys that are going to have the most temptations to cheat. And not to mm-hmm. you know blame them, but I do think like like why on earth is Kendall Jenner dating Corey? Not Corey Booker. Devin, Devin Booker. Booker. Corey Booker know. would it's be like, much more interesting. Devin Booker. Clout. It's like clout chasers. Right. It's like for them, they could never be with someone who is like a little more, um, like I guess, not as successful as them or not as right, like on, top right. of, on top of the world. I mean, world. although like, I will say Chris is different, Corey Gamble. That's true. And look at how successful that has been. Right. Right. You know? He Corey Gamble is not – he is not playing basketball games mm-hmm. um, and then having to deal with all the NBA hoes. He is not rapping about Jesus and setting up churches. Right. Um, Corey Gamble is just following Chris Jenner around with a water bottle. Like, right. He's just literally happily tagging along with t- in her life. And honestly, I think on some level when you get to that level, you got to find the water bottle holder, not necessarily right. Right. the slam dunker, you know? Right. Yeah. It's a big old bummer. It's a big bummer. Let's talk about someone who's doing it right, mm-hmm. which in my opinion is Lala Kent. Um, so we gave Lala a pretty hard time on this pod because, right. you know, how you get them is how you lose them, yada, yada, yada. Um, and we didn't have much empathy for – we didn't have enough, I would say. Um, I mean, we could have yeah, been more we empathetic. Had, we definitely could have been. That's on us. Yeah. 
that's a note. Um, but I do think that it has been very inspiring to watch Lala not put up with Randall cheating even for a second. I mean, mm-hmm. she was out of that house immediately. She was getting the new apartment immediately. She was, you know, altering her tattoo of his name immediately. Right. She was moving the F on with right. her life and, a, and not taking any crap. And I think that in a way, Lala probably thought she was different. Like when they first got together, right. like, oh, right. like he's so in love with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to like save him from his boring, you know, wife and be this, right. you know, sexy mistress. And he's just so obsessed with me. He'll never leave me. Not realizing he's addicted to the excitement, addicted to the newness, mm-hmm. which she can never provide, you know, um, continually. And anyway, I think that she got smart to that when she saw history repeat itself and realized that this guy was is never going to change. Right. I. I also am struck by Lala's just strength. I think that she got sober. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like you have like some radical clarity when you go through something like that, where I just feel like she's like a no shit woman. Right. So I completely agree. Also, Lala's taking a risk here for sure. Um, It's going to be a big come down to go from that Bel Air gorgeous home to, you know, the small apartment she's in now. Um, Vanderpump rules the future of that is very is very shaky and I really respect her for that because nothing no amount of money or luxuries I personally feel can take away the pit in your stomach when you know you're not with someone who is loyal and good to you and when you've betrayed yourself in order to have that situation Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. I I love I I just think it's so great it's so inspiring yeah yeah, it's super inspiring. I'm here for it. I'm kind of dying to see if they're, we were filming at all when this happened, just in a dark way I am. Well, they just filmed Vanderpump Rules reunion, so she's going to have to address it on the reunion. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they're going to they're gonna get back together. I think she's smart. Um, and I honestly, I love I love it so much. Like I think girls, if this ever happens to you, if a guy ever does this to you, you know what? Lala Kent needs to be your spirit animal. You need to tap into that energy, blast some share. I will survive and get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. So, moving on to another woman who is just absolutely GTFOing. GTFOing. Raquel. I mean, hallelujah. Like, literally, we, the did, angels did, are singing right now. Did she listen to our episode? Like, like the heavens are parting. The I light feel has like descended. We manifested this. Diane Sawyer, is that you? Like, I'm sorry, but this is incredible. We did manifest it's, this. It's absolutely incredible, and I think that it came as a total shock to me. I never thought this would happen. Same, a hundred percent. Absolutely. I fully thought that she was just on the James train. Like, I'm gonna fix him. Like. Uh, okay, I let's say if... what happened before okay, we yeah. dive too farther in. You guys, Ra- Raquel of Vanderpump Rules and DJ James Kennedy of Vanderpump Rules have ended their engagement. If you don't watch Vanderpump Rules, that's fine. What you need to know is Raquel is a very sweet girl. She is stunning. She is clearly a smart woman. I feel like she doesn't give herself enough credit. And she just has very good person energy. 
you know? Totally, totally. Like just extremely pure. Very pure. Exactly. And, and like she has stuck by DJ James Kennedy's side who has the energy of the devil. Okay. Who fat shames women, who fat Mm -hmm. shames other men, who's, who is belligerent even when he's sober. I mean, just one of the most abusive, awful people. Vile. And it just has made me want to stick a flaming hot sword Mm -hmm. into my chest cavity, okay? Because watching them – like watching him bag her, it just defies the laws of physics and the humans that should be together. Well, and I think this season we've seen her star start to rise where she really feels like she's coming into her own. She has like a more of a voice on this season. Um, And James has just continued to be the worst. Like in some of the more recent episodes when she's discussed, you know, her nose and wanting to like, you know, get it fixed or whatever. Like he's, she had a nose job and uh, you know, apparently James bumped it and now there's like a little bit of a, it's a little crooked. I would never have noticed, but anyway, she, something she's self-conscious about. She's discussed wanting to, you know, go back under the knife to try and get it fixed. And James has literally berated her about how, you know, if this goes wrong, how will this affect him? Because physical attraction is really big to him. And just so you know, this is like a big decision for him too. Like, it's just it's so awful. Literally the worst thing you could ever say to your partner, he said. Right. On camera. (laughs) I mean, to a partner who – it's just like he's so lucky to have her in the first place. It just – I'm so happy that they're broken up. I'm – it truly like – it's been – it's amazing to see Raquel recognize her worth or see her worth and get out. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Um, Okay. I have something to tell you. And okay, I just tell me. Do you have anything else about Raquel and James, or can we move mm-hmm. on? I think you can move on. Okay. I just thought to tell you about it because I'm sitting on my bed right now recording. I Kagan bought us a cooling mattress. Oh, okay. you ever heard of one of these? No. It's called Sleep. This is not an ad, you guys. This is they are not a sponsor of the podcast. It's called a uh, Sleep Eight. Okay. Anyway, it okay. There's like. It's not a water bed, but it's a mattress that utilize. There's like one layer that utilizes like water, and there's like a chamber of, I I think water. I don't know. It's opaque outside of the bed. Anyway, it runs a cooling layer through the bed, and you can set your temperature. Okay. Like, because one of the things that I don't like when I'm sleeping is getting feeling hot, and I always feel like I'm like. Do you sleep hot? No, I don't sleep hot, but I feel like I'm always moving my you know feet or legs so that I'll touch a cold part of the bed yeah totally this literally keeps the whole bed cool the whole night and it's like the most interesting innovation ever it's amazing to come sleep in it does Kagan sleep hot no neither of us sleep hot neither of us are like kind of hot and so I I wonder if this would be something he would be interested in yeah, neither of us – no, we're just like normal. Like neither of us sleep very hot uh, and we keep our AC blasting. But I'm not kidding you. It's amazing. It's amazing. Are you sleeping I, better or is it just yes. like more comfortable for you to fall asleep? No, I'm fully b- – everything. I, I'm sleeping I mean, I, better. I will say that you – we were supposed to record or we had somewhat discussed recording and you did sleep through that. So that's a good sign. Yeah, like I – 
I well, I was out till two thirty last night, so oh, that's man. another thing. Um, hit up the Patreon, you guys. You have to know. Chandler, did you also know I went live last night at the party I was at? No, you did not. <laughs> this is why I'm so. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb at night, and I just like say a little prayer that nothing crazy happens, and I just wake up eleven hours later, and then I hear about stuff like this. Well, I was at it, and it was so fun, but it was kind of like the final hour. Like it was kind of like basically almost over, and I just yeah. had like had had too much social interaction. I needed to be by myself, so I went outside, and I was just like by myself, fully outside. Um, and I was like, well, why not talk to the pathologist right now? Oh my god! So I just like was chatting. I was, no one. I wasn't like around other people. It was like super fun. Oh, did what did people say? What were what did we, you talk oh, about? We just talked about jewelry. Like, people mm. were, like, comp- complimenting my jewelry, which is super nice. And so then I was talking about jewelry. And then Kagan came and was like, can you please not be live on Instagram right now? <laughs> I, I promptly ended the live. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm done. I need to hear about more about this party. I'm excited. Um. Anyway, yeah. So got home at 3 a.m. Normally, I would wake up at 6.30 and just have to drink caffeine and feel like shit the next day. Yeah. Um. No. Like, I literally – this baby kept me asleep till 10 a.m. Um. It's amazing. It's truly phenomenal. Like it's I'm just – it's it's so cool. It's And there's an app. And so it like tells you exactly when you fall asleep and uh, when you wake up. And so it tracks all your sleep. What, and what, what temperature do you keep it at? Like I don't even know what temperature I would want. It's not like a temperature. It's just like kind of like – do you want it like minus – like it goes like – it's like a range from like 8. Got like it. you can go like up to minus 8 cold or plus 8. Plus eight. I think it like uh. also might warm. I'm not sure. Oh, that's cool. But I keep mine at like minus four. So Dagan both is minus sides. seven. Okay. But both sides can have their own. Wow. What's it it's called? It's really cool. Let me let sleep. me make sure I have the right thing. It's called Eight Sleep. Eight Sleep. Eight Sleep. Wow. Yeah, very you guys have to check this out. It's like it's just very unique, and it doesn't feel like in any way a, a water bed. Like it feels like a mattress, like a good mattress, like not a mattress you'd have to have some like janky mattress pad on. Okay, okay. It's a, there's a cover too that I might be interested in. Wow. It's 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 very it's truly an innovative product and I'm very excited wow. about it. Well, that's amazing. Okay, and we have Congratulations. We're no longer in a queen, we are in a king. So, you know. Wow, that's huge. That's really huge. Wow. Pretty exciting stuff. Pretty exciting, dang. Okay, um, what else is going on in your world though? Um I have what have I mean? I just got back and then got excited to go to Mexico. Uh, I literally ran around Manhattan all today trying to look for a bathing suit. Any and luck? I literally no luck. There are no bikinis yeah. left in Manhattan. So we're gonna just we're, we're gonna we ordered some online. We're gonna see how it goes. Um, so I will need you to bring any and all cute dresses that I can potentially wear. So thank you in advance. No problem. Um, yeah, I literally went into the office for the first time, which has been like a total dream. Like I, I love working from home and I still think that is like what I like to do, but I have just never been into like a real office with Facebook before. So it was just like so cool to get to enjoy some of those perks, like office snacks that are free and nice coffee and nice drinks that I don't have to pay for. And literally the most like, like really good food. Like literally there are eight floors and each of the floors has like a different cuisine or something like that. It's insane. I mean, I just feel like 
a, a work setup where you both go in and don't go in is ideal. Like you have the benefits of, of, of getting cute, going to the mm-hmm. office, interacting with other adults, like having the water cooler chat. Right. Then you also can just like stay home in sweats and get stuff done and That's just like power a, yeah. through things. It's amazing. That's how I feel. I'm like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to work and the rest of the week I'm going to work from home because like I just have to like get a little bit more like stuff out of the way. Um, so anyways, right. I am, I'm fully like ensconced with corporate America right now. Loving it. Um, I will Wait, never can leave I ask this a job. Question? Yeah. Is it the type of thing where like basically the Facebook offices are open so you can just go in if you want or like, how does this work? Like, why are you there? I don't think I'm technically allowed to come here more than a few times a month. So that's oh, kind really? of like, yeah. Yeah. Because they don't have a desk for me. So I kind of, am just like camping out and like, there's not, it's not full capacity, but gotcha. once it's at full capacity, it'll be a little bit more annoying. But like, I don't know. I had steak for lunch yesterday. Like what? Wow. That's it's amazing. A, a gorgeous chimichurri. And I didn't even Stop. realize that was just like on one of the floors. I thought that was just like the, the lunch place that everyone got to. And I was like super happy with it. And then like today I went to like the main place and I was like, you know, that scene in um A Little Princess where they wake up to the feast. Yes. That was me today. Ugh. Just like yellow satin slippers at the mm-hmm. end of, at edge of your bed just like a princess a full princess fellow the ball Amazing. lords of the earth as why i would say truly yeah oh that's so great i'm so happy for you oh i also will give a little movie recommendation i don't know if this is interesting to people but i saw licorice pizza over the weekend which is a paul thomas anderson movie i don't know paul thomas anderson i'm not a movie buff but like i know that he's like a director or he's like a movie person okay and this movie was incredible. He also directed like There Will Be Blood and Phantom Thread. So those are like way more intense movies. I guess he also did Boogie Nights. But anyways, this movie was just like incredible. It was just like I saw a review and it basically described it as like a warm bath because it's just like sweet and perfect. Um, it was just kind of pure and it was like set in the 70s and it's featuring like the Haim sisters who I actually think Haim is kind of a boring band to be honest. Sorry if I'm alienating people. But okay. and I didn't even realize that it was like that the Haim sisters were like the cast were the cast until the very end of the movie. That's how little I care about Haim. I don't know why this is like now a flex for me to not care about Haim, but whatever. Um, but the movie was just so good. And like it had Bradley Cooper in it and it had like Sean Penn and just like I don't know basically it was just like a a feel good like beautiful movie that made me wish I lived in like the San Fernando Valley um you know I got advertised the trailer to this movie several times on Instagram and I watched the trailer like every time because it was so cute so I yeah right yeah and the soundtrack starling right I'm obsessed Okay, I'm excited to watch it. I'm okay. definitely going to watch it. Um, and I'm excited to be with you in New York. Maybe we can do a Q&A. Chen, I'm thinking of coming up earlier, by the way. Oh, really? Like what day? I don't – either Friday morning or maybe even Thursday. I don't know. Yeah, either one. Either one sounds great. I think Thursday night I – yeah, we'll get offline about that. But I think either one. We'll talk about it. I think it would be fun to do a Q&A together in Yeah, it absolutely would. We absolutely will. Yeah. Okay, amazing. Okay. All right. Well, love you all. Thank you for listening. Oh, one thing I'm going to put out in the universe. Um, I really want to get to a thousand reviews. I really want to get to a thousand reviews. We haven't had a new review in a while. 
So if you have a second, please leave us a five-star review. You don't even have to write anything if you don't want to, um, but it really, really helps. If you, you know, if you can take a few seconds and write a few sentences, if the pod brings you joy and you enjoy – oh, why am I like so saccharine today? I don't know. But if you <laughs> like the podcast, please leave us a five-star review. It really would mean a lot. And if you've already left us one, just grab your boyfriend's phone and read us – and leave us right. another. It's not a big deal. Okay. I also have to – I have to do one thing really quick. I have to give a quick shout-out. Really yeah. quick. I – today the craziest thing ever happened to me where someone stopped me in New York and asked if I was from Pop Apologist. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was absolutely crazy. I literally have never been more flattered in my whole life. Like, I – truly, I don't feel like those these experiences are even real because I'm just, like, still a person who, like, you know, clocks in and clocks out at her job. But anyways, the cutest Kyra, like, ran into me and her – she listens I think and I think her sister does and also her mom and anyways they're from Colorado but I just have to say like you guys made me feel like the coolest person ever today so thanks for saying hi so so cute if you ever see either of us in public please come say hi because it's like the it's only happened to me once and it was the best moment ever so so fun absolutely all right Chan love you see you soon Yes. See you soon. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Pop Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus's wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Catherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Beerley and I'm Jennifer Chaikin and we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. 